0: Hey, if you're invested in the Las Vegas mayoral race, and really we should all be, you're going to want to check out the Nevada Independent Mayoral Forum on Wednesday, May 15th at the Fountain Blue. The Indy CEO, John Ralston, will be moderating a live panel with the three frontrunners. You know, it could get spicy, so don't miss it. Tickets are available at thenevadaindependent.com events. And as a bonus for CityCast Las Vegas members, we've got two pairs of tickets we're giving away tonight. So make sure to join at membership.citycast.fm if you haven't already.
1: Beard competitions like Whiskerino at Heldorado Dorado are a longtime Vegas tradition for men, but one group is opening the tradition up in unexpected ways. Later this month, the Sin City Beard Coalition will host natural, styled, and even creative artificial beards from anyone of any age at the Battle Born Beard and Mustache Competition. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we talk with that group's founders about how to grow an award-winning beard in the desert and what makes the world of competitive facial hair so special. It's Tuesday, March 7. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. We're here with Patrick Dawson and Lori Fries from Sin City Beard Coalition. Patrick and Lori, what role did beards have in bringing you two together?
2: In 2019, the U.S. national competition was in Tinley Park, Illinois. And I happened to go there and uh, win my first U.S. national title. I just happened to be walking around with my winning winning trophy. and. And Lori, being an enthusiast of beards, happened to be in Tinley Park to to see this national competition.
0: And he walks by. I said, congratulations. And he he said, thank you. And we just started talking from there. And that's how it began.
1: (laughs) That was the beginning. Let's just ask the beard question. Is there a Vegas style beard? And what is it?
0: When I think of a Vegas beard or Vegas facial hair, of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is Elvis Presley and his chops, and the second would be probably Raleigh Fingers and his famous mustache.
1: Okay, is Raleigh
0: lives here in Vegas now. Does he? Yeah. Yeah,
1: we've got famed San Diego Padre pitcher Raleigh Fingers here in uh, Las yeah. Vegas. I had no,
2: yeah. no idea. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And- and Billy Gibbons also from ZZ Top lives here part of the year. So we uh, definitely the ZZ Top is always uh, one to look at and admire. We're kind of a melting pot of beards, right? You got bikers, you got rockers,
1: you got cowboys, you got the hipster barista gang. We have a rich history of competitions here, usually around the rodeo or Hel Dorado, what, what style, Lori, do you see the most at the Sin City Beard Coalition, if you could kind of categorize a style of beard?
0: Well, as you know, Vegas is a very transient place. We have people come and go. Obviously, I think the most prevalent beard that we always see is just the full beard, different lengths. The goatee style is not as popular, although it, it appears that mustaches are making a comeback. We have been seeing an uprise of different kinds of mustaches, which is great.
1: Patrick, your group, the Sensity Beard Coalition, is involved in competitions in Las Vegas. Who are the competitions for? Who who signs up for the competitions?
2: The competitions are really charity-based. As one of our favorite things to say is all facial hair is valid, so, you know, anything you can grow, bring it, you know, be a part of this. Now myself, I've been involved in competitive beard competitions for over 13 years now. Mm. And um, for our competition coming up here in March 25th at the Silverton at the Vale, we'll have people traveling through all over the United States coming to be a part of this. Are are a lot of them
1: kind of show-offs, people who have outrageous beards, people who just like the camaraderie. What's kind of the the feel of who goes to the beard competitions?
2: Yeah, it's all of the above there. I mean you get a lot of crazy characters that come out and love to do different outfits and costumes. And then you get involved with it and it becomes this brotherhood, this community of just really open and genuine people that are trying to help others along the way having a great time because it's a lot of fun, yeah.
1: So what are the categories of competition that people will see at the Sin City Beard Coalition's Battle Born Beard and Mustache Competition?
2: So there's four basic categories And then there's subdivisions of those categories so we have your mustache category partial beards uh we also have a freestyle which is the creative designs that people make out of those yeah then we go into the full beard which there's multiple categories in that. You know, Mine, mine beard is about 22 inches long. And so when I run into people and I tell them about beard competitions, they're like, well, I, there's no way I can compete against you. And I have to explain, well, there, there's different categories. You wouldn't be in the same category as me. So you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, come out and be a part.
1: You know, I was perusing the Sin City Beard Coalition's website about the competition. I was looking at some of the categories. The ones that caught my eye beyond the Whaler Amish and the Chops Sideburn categories was the kids and the craft beard competitions as well. So, Lori, what are craft beards and how do kids have beards?
0: Well, this is one of the most favorite parts of competitions because Obviously, like we said, we're inclusive. This is a family oriented uh, family friendly event. We want everyone to be involved and have fun. I remember my son when he was very small. he used to pretend to shave, you know with my dad uh, he put the little, like a razor without a blade in it and then he would shave or my dad would make a beard out of like the shaving cream, right? So kids, I feel like they like to do those things. Kids like to pretend, So right? shaving
1: cream beards, classic. Yeah, I mean, just classic. Exactly,
0: yeah, totally, right? Well, uh, what we, we have done, we will have a craft table uh, with beard templates, and the children can build a beard. So the craft whisker. Well, we, it's also called whiskerina in some areas, which is a female uh, that crafts beards as well. So, whiskerinas are huge uh, subculture of women who make either realistic beards using fake hair, or out of anything that you can imagine. I myself have competed a few times. And one time I made a beard out of Barbie heads, but I put hair on the Barbie head. So I had basically a bearded lady beard,
2: mm-hmm. if you will.
0: <laughs> I've done a uh, Dolly Parton inspired beard where I had records and pictures of Dolly Parton.
1: Oh, that could have gone a, a couple of different directions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> with Dolly
1: Parton beard. Yeah, okay. definitely.
0: I've done uh, Rosie the Riveter. I made a mustache, a leather mustache that was exaggerated and I put rivets through it, dressed as Rosie the Riveter. But I'm I'm a new whiskerina. There are women that have been competing for years and they are just next level incredible. So honestly, the, the kids and the craft beards for women or men who cannot grow facial hair, People get so excited for that. The judges love it. The crowds love it because, to be honest, beards are awesome to look at, but a man can only do so many things with a beard, right? You kind of see the same man with the same beard all the time at these competitions, perhaps. But women are always doing something different. So it's a hard category to judge. And it's also one that just brings a lot of fun to the element.
1: Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve So what was it that initially, Lori, got you into the the beards and the beard competitions?
0: Well, ironically, in 2012, I had just moved to Vegas and there were volunteer opportunities to help at the nationals that were being held in Las Vegas that year, the national beard and mustache competition. So I volunteered. And I kind of fell in love with it at that time because I was back in the green room watching these men primp and freak out about their hairsprays. And I just thought it was so fun watching these men. It was like a beauty pageant for men Mm -hmm. and the camaraderie and just it's just a bunch of people who there's no animosity. They're just all there for one reason, and that's just to raise money and have a good time. And I thought this is I just love this subculture.
1: Now you said there's no animosity Patrick what what are those competitions like
2: So the competitions are are fun there are some people that take it a little too seriously but overall you know there's no monetary prize money we get trophies and bragging rights so Mm. when it comes to that you know you might be upset for a few minutes but at the end of the day you go hey we're here to do a good thing we're helping others out this is just a fun event, you know. Uh, let's have fun. I'm glad to hear there's
1: no, you know, Tanya Harding characters running around with scissors, kind of going after each other's pants. <laughs> right,
2: right. There might be people telling you, oh, your category already went up when you're up in a little bit, you know. There's a little playful stuff going on like that, you know. But yeah, no one's cutting people's beards or nothing like that. So, well, if there was like a rocky,
1: like montage for training for the beard competition? What are the images? I mean, do we have a guy slapping his chin into a a side of beef or something? Or what, what are some of the, what are some of the montage images for training for the beard competition?
2: I always like to tease and play fun, but one of my favorite things is I just tell guys if you want to grow a great beard, just drink beer and sleep in. If you can do that, then you're you <laughs> uh, can grow you're a great Tanya beard. harding it. You're Tanya harding <laughs> it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I know it's just you know again, it's just being committed to it. I know a lot of guys start to grow a beard and they're like, oh, it itches so I and it's not going the way that I wanted it to, so I just shave it off. You know, when I first started growing my beard, it was just the chin and it had this crazy kick to the left. So it looked terrible if I just left it out. So I had to like rubber band it for like two years.
1: Yeah. Nature versus nurture.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then finally it was like straight enough to... Where it looked decent, you know, but for the first couple of years, I was like, Oh, this is horrible. So, well,
1: it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's, it's nice, shocking white. There's a little color around the mustache and then it kind of goes down into a very long and very well coutured, uh, braid that goes so far down. It goes out of the range of the, of the camera and (laughs) it kind of narrows a little bit further and further and further. Very impressive specimen. So, Patrick, I want to get into the the maintenance of an award-winning beard. First off, is there anything unique to living in the desert that a beard grower needs to know about?
2: Well, living here in the desert, you know, it's so dry with no humidity. So, what's really important is to keep moisture in the hair. So, beard oil and beard balm without a doubt one of your most important aspects of growing a beard here in the valley. And then how do you use that product? So, my typical routine, I shampoo, condition maybe twice a week. But I use beard oil and beard balm every day. So to get out of the shower, I will brush through, make sure we don't have any knots in it, and then I will get a good dab of uh, beard oil, rub that together, and rub that through the hair, work it all the way up into the the scalp and into the follicles, and then using beard balm to follow that up. With the beard oil, it really just soaks into the hair. But with the beard balm, it's similar, but it's like a coat and it just goes over the hair and really keeps that moisture inside the hair.
1: Okay, so now you've got a good looking, well-maintained beard. Lori, go down the list of danger foods. Foods that (laughs) in a big, long beard are, are nothing but trouble.
0: Well, Patrick is very uh, deliberate when he eats. He takes very small bites. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's definitely things that he does not like to eat in public. He carries lots of napkins.
1: (laughs) Napkins are my best friend. (laughs) <laughs> right, Laurie, What are what are the things that he will not eat in public, or which you would cringe if you saw him eating in public?
0: I would say like a taco. A hard taco is hard for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. our
0: taco has a lot of things that fall off and can get into the beard. What else?
2: Burritos, things of that nature are are easier to eat than tacos, and okay. Uh, so we're always ordering burritos when we when we venture into. Mexican cuisine. Yeah. I'm guessing soup might be a no-go. Soup is a tough one. Yeah. uh, We definitely go with a teaspoon size, not a tablespoon. We've learned over the years, like eating ice cream and things like that. As it gets to the mouth, I have to flip the spoon so it doesn't go in on my mustache it goes yeah. oh
1: dairy yeah. dairy is a threat uh yeah. uh yeah that cream cheese bagel uh yeah that's nothing but trouble oh all the natural yeah. enemies of
2: the beard they're out there absolutely yeah like i said napkins are you know one bite one wipe
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice well let me ask guys what are the things that you're most looking forward to at the battleborn mustache and beard competition this year
0: i am looking forward to just raising that money it It's a feeling that is indescribable to be able to raise money for charities just based on facial hair. Yes, there is the parading of the beard, you know, everyone coming up there and doing the actual competition. But we also have vendors. We have raffles. We have live auction and silent auction items. We have some entertainment and just a fun family friendly event.
1: Yeah, the vendor sounds interesting to me too. It seems like that's a place where people can find um, products and and equipment and things like that to do it. Patrick, what charities uh, will this year's competition go towards?
2: This year, we're working with the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation and the Ride for Kids. Uh, we've reached out to some of the the ladies in the the whiskerina craft community, and they're actually gonna donate beards for these kids. So we'll be able to include them into our community. To be able to put a smile on those kids' faces, uh, it does more to you than anything. You know, it's uh, it's really awesome to uh, be able to help them out.
1: Awesome. I appreciate that. Well, looking forward to hearing about the beard competition, seeing pictures online. Those are always fun. And, you know, bringing people together with beards. Laurie and Patrick, thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas today.
2: Thank you so much. And thank you for having us on there. And here's
1: Vogue with a microdose of news.
0: It looks like provisions of the homeless person's Bill of Rights are getting cut, including one that would have allowed people to sue if their rights were violated. As a result, groups who were dead set against it have become more neutral, and resistance to the bill is softening in the legislature. Meanwhile, it looks as though recently released Raiders quarterback Derek Carr will be going to the New Orleans Saints next season. This is after nine years on the Raiders squad. That's a pretty big change in locale.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you or someone you know is a beard aficionado, send them this episode, especially if that person is Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. Then make sure to rate the show, leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care.
2: I had never trimmed my beard in over my years, and last November I actually cut four inches off and Tom out at Rock House barbershop, uh, he was the one that got to do the cut. So I I, I put faith and trust in Tom and
1: Baby so Baby's first haircut, right? That right. big that big celebration. So that happens with the the, the beard cut well, too, right? I had
2: a little I had a little ghost beard missing, that was for sure.
1: The phantom beard.
2: The phantom beard, yeah.
1: Yeah.